Alan, would you say you're more comfy or cozy? Um, I'm uh, crispy. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, yeah. If you sit in a bathtub, do you fry? Um, if I, I, I sit in the specif- bathtub, there's what? I didn't specify. I just realized I should have specified that the bathtub. I should have specified that it had water in it. Yeah, uh, and uh, if I'm in most bathtubs, there's not enough room for water because I'm an adult man. Oh, good point. <laughs> a large adult man. Yes, and I am a. I am a. Fry. I, this this is going nowhere. I have a better way to start this. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, bringing our fucking A game tonight, folks. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, I, I have a better way to start this. Hey, Alan. What? Did you know Shaq is on the board of directors for Papa John's? I did know that. I figured you did. He's also coming here, he's also coming here live to do a DJ set. And I'm, man, I kind of want to go. When? When is he going to be there? Uh, like a few days before I get on my flight to come see you guys. Well, I, I well, f- first of all, I didn't know Shaq did DJing. Yeah, DJ Diesel. That's his. That's his DJ name. Yeah, DJ Diesel. That's sick. DJ Diesel. Man, does he roll in and do um, the Thomas the Tank Engine theme? Because that would be appropriate. Diesel. God damn it! What is wrong with me tonight? We're gonna read a com- story. We're gonna read a goddamn story. Also, Shaq should just yeah. not even just be on the board of directors he's just own papa john's then i wouldn't feel bad about eating a pizza even though papa john's pizza is really good well they got rid of they got rid of the guy who says the n-word a lot that's good so papa papa so, himself yeah papa himself, papa himself is gone papa himself no longer populates the pizzeria papa don't preach <laughs> he don't know more hey, uh, so do you think there's like a guy on the board of directors for hostess just like a really old guy who's been there forever, who's just like super in denial about like the meaning of what what ding dong has come to mean. Uh, probably because you know it's hostess, and I can't imagine they're too up on the times, the current trends. They are old, 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 old with the capital O O O O O. But what what? That's 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 what I got to start oh, the show. Cool, cool. So we're off to a, a great start. Welcome to uh, I think three false starts mean we just need to get right into the fucking story. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. This is a show with me and Alan. I'm me. That's Alan. Yeah, I'm. But wait, I'm me, and you're the... David. Wait, then then who the who the fuck who the fuck is me? It's not you, because you're Alan. I'm me. But wait, I'm me, and you're David. There's there's a there's a there's a possessive force in this. Uh, equation that we haven't factored out wait 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 yet. if i'm me and you're david who's on first but uh i i'm i'm on first Dave, Dave. the story is called the comfy and cozy cabin yeah so this is the comfy and cozy cabin we're continuing our theme of suggested reading on creepypasta wiki because as we've learned so far hey these can be these can be either really good or sort of okay so far uh, the record leans toward uh, you know actually decent suggested reading uh we read probably one of the better stories we've ever read on this show because of suggested reading which was uh the last time uh alan and i were together for the uh the uh strange night in the city of angels which is a damn good episode we were on fucking fire that night yeah and then i, I was literally it... on fire the whole episode i mean your name is your other moniker is ignis bergamentum so i mean and i am crispy 
yes, we've established we established that, and the part that may or may not still be at the beginning of here, where just to reiterate, in case future David crops it out, I asked Alan if he was comfy or cozy, but he opted for crispy. Yes, and I would say I'm more chalky. And if we don't, and if we don't edit it out, it is the second time that has been explained. <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, because you know we're giving future David an awful awful lot to work with right now. <laughs> like if I asked him to edit in some of uh, Six Underground right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd mind, honestly. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and read The Comfy and Cozy Cabin, starring your hosts, uh, Crispy and Chalky. <laughs> uh, I quickly walked through the cabin, making sure everything was nice and tidy, just right. I've gotten pretty good at getting the whole cabin clean in less than a day. After a quick alignment of the magazines on the coffee table, the place was perfect. Penny would have been proud. Wait, Penny Proud's in this story? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know this was a Proud proud family family. story. The name of the place (laughs) was... (laughs) (laughs) The name of the place was the Comfy and Cozy Cabin. (laughs) Sounds relaxing, right? What with the word comfy and cozy being in it? It seems a little redundant, but okay. Can't you just call it... Like Why that? does it have to have the? Can't it just be comfy, cozy cabin? Rolls off the yeah. tongue a little better. Brand Branding is better that yeah. way. The cabin was built into a slab of rock right in the middle of nowhere. The ca- North Carolina. <laughs> the middle of... So are they oh. saying... Oh, wait. sorry. I, I put the emphasis on... In the middle of nowhere. In nowhere, North Carolina. Oh, so the, it's the, the comfy... It's the comfy, cozy Carolina cabin. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 C C C C. We should we should market this place for them. We really should. Um, honestly, we're, yeah. we're we're doing we 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 really are like just on the fucking ball with uh, our hot brand takes for this particular uh, story. Um, is are they saying the entire? The entirety of North Carolina is the middle of nowhere, or because that was what I, I think, caught the impression think, of with your your initial emphasis. Yeah, I think the correct emphasis is right in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Middle of I thought middle of nowhere was in Kansas, at least according to Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, I mean, there is a lot of nowhere in Kansas. Not gonna lie, I live on the cool side of Kansas. There's a cool side of Kansas. Uh, yeah, it's where the wherever the fuck I am. That's actually the absolute truest thing you've ever said ever all right let's move on uh it's three stories tall and features a taking view of the mountains we bought it for basically nothing it was in total shambles it took quite a bit of money to get the place up and running again in four months i'll finally pay the mortgage off and start making money if business keeps up i'll be able to quit my job yes to run a cabin in the middle of nowhere Uh, is it is a cabin allowed to be three stories tall, or does that rule it out of being a cabin? Huh? I that is that is kind of a lot of cabin. It's it's a metric ton of cabin. It's a big. Ca- I stood and admired the cleanliness of the house for a few minutes. <laughs> you could have eaten off of floors. I heard the unfamiliar sound of a car, the sound of rocks being pushed around by the tires. What the heck is that sentence? Finally, they're here. I stepped out to greet the strangers. What the heck was that paragraph? They immediately began. E- they immediately began eating off of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it 
This is one of those uh, like uh, nouveau restaurants where they just the the floor has uh, uh, patterns of plates on it, and you just serve your food off the floor. It's like yes. a, that's the whole renovation for the comfy and cozy cabin. My welcoming smile was replaced with a look of shock, disgust. Of okay, shock. he's got to stop doing that. <laughs> Our writer's got to stop doing that. <laughs> like the what these these yeah yeah shock disgust. Sam and Martha Anderson from Alfred, Florida, looking like I expected them to. The elderly couple looking with the su- no- hmm? looking looking nothing like I expected. Them oh, looking nothing to like do. I expected. Sorry, I got thrown off by the amount of uh, co- commas in that. Uh, Mar- Sam and Martha Anderson, comma from Alfred, comma Florida, comma looking nothing like I expected them to. Period. The elderly couple with the sun hats and disposable cameras I had in mind in my mind were replaced was replaced with two young, very thin, very pale individuals. They looked downright sick. Nonetheless, I tried to keep my composure. How was your trip? I said in the most welcoming voice I could muster. It may seem like I'm making a big deal about the way these people looked, but they literally appeared as if they hadn't eaten for weeks, like skin over bones. I guess you just had to be there. And here comes Alan's prediction three weeks in a row. Vampires! Vampires! <laughs> I would, you know what? If, been, it actually, have... if it actually does turn out to be vampires, I'm gonna be like, eh, third time's the charm. Show me vampire! No! Fuckable Gardevoir. <laughs> Damn it! Why is God. it always fuckable Gardevoir? Damn it! We should, we should replace that board. <laughs> I, I we really should. It's been up here for a long time, and like, I, it's been through so many Family Feud hosts. I think we just need to update it. Yeah, it was fine. The man said, "That has to stop." <laughs> the man. It's probably Sam. not going to stop. No, because okay, can, this is so. It's not just me. This is written very strangely, like grammatically. This is a it weird w- story. It was fine, comma the man, comma Sam, comma said to me. <laughs> His voice was completely devoid of emotion. Humanity. What? We get it. You have a thesaurus. <laughs> This is going to be fun. His voice was completely devoid of emotion, comma, humanity. <laughs> His eyes never met mine. Sam gazed at nothing. Why is there a semicolon in there? Why is there a comma in the first thing he said if he wasn't going to say anything else? I, uh, there was about two seconds of awkward silence. I broke it. My voice felt weak. Oh, okay. Let me give you guys a tour of the place. Then I'll be on... M- Martha turned her eyes towards me. They looked glazed over, dead. That's when I realized what these people looked like. Walking corpses. Martha's voice had a little more pep to it, but I could still feel the same humanless vibe from her. We'll be just fine. We don't need a tour. We saw the pictures online. She sounded tired. Uh, okay. Vampire? Vampires? Vampires. My stomach started churning. They, They were the first to refuse the tour. There have been some that didn't want to sit, that didn't, there have been some who that didn't want want it, wanted me to leave as soon as they got there, but said, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I live for tours! Mm-hmm. You, can, you can kind of tell these things. They sigh when you open the cabinets, say, yeah, I saw all this online. See them glance over to their significant other in a smarmy way. Not a single one of them refused the tour, though. I didn't like this. Not one bit. Uh, are you sure you don't need me to show you where the towels are? God, this is weird, and I here for it 100 percent. yeah it's 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 pretty it's pretty weird i think we can manage don't worry sam said in his emotionless monotone all right do you have the money 
Most people pay for their stay online. But if you prefer to hand me the money in person, I figured someone who drove for hours to get here wouldn't try to con me. So I let it slide. Also, it's not like I wouldn't know where they were if they gave me fake money. I was hoping that Sam forgot to bring it. Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. You and your ghoulish wife can't stay here. Get the fuck off my property, you spooky bastards. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say right now, this episode is brought to you by incredibly noticeable Skype delay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you're just going to have to live with this, everybody. It'll add to the surrealness of this story. Sam slowly put his hand into his pocket and pulled out a wad of $20 bills. He didn't pull them from a wallet. He pulled them out of nature's pocket. I carefully (laughs) counted the money, comma, wishing they were a few 20s short, comma, counted it again. It was the right amount. 700 smackers. Fuck. Well, that should do it. I said with the most fake enthusiasm I could muster, I hope you enjoy your stay at the comfy and cozy cabin. I'll be back in, I'll be back in week. I'll be back in week. On pure mechanized instinct, I put my hand out, expecting a handshake. Sam looked down at my hand for a beat, as if he couldn't remember what to do. He wrapped his hand around mine. Sam's hand was cold. Fucking cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy. (sighs) My entire body went tense. It felt like I was touching something dirty, something dead. His palms were sweaty. God God fucking damn it. My brain went to work, quickly trying to figure out how a living human being could get so cold. It was summer, so he could have had the air conditioning blowing on him for four hours straight. No, this was colder than that. It what? It what? I realized I was shaking hands with Sam. I was still shaking hands with Sam. He stood there... (laughs) That would have been especially weird. I realized I was still shaking hands with Sam. He stood there with a vacant look in his eyes, moving his hand up and down. I pulled my hand away. It felt contaminated. I walked away from them, from the cabin, without saying a word. As I passed Sam and Martha's car, I glanced at it. Good there paragraph. <laughs> there was a little girl in the back seat. She looked worried. Unlike the two adults, she was as cute as a button. Her skin actually had color to it. Vamp- vampires. Vampires! Or the girl, the little, or the little girl is sucking the lifeblood out of the the, the tube. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, gir- the girls, the girls, the girls, the vampire. Maybe not even a vampire, just something that like drains the energy out of people. Yeah, yeah, man. If if you call it this time, I'm gonna be so fucking happy. Something in my brain started clanging bells. My senses started screaming at me to take the kid and run. Fuck what you've been taught all your life, Mark. You need to kidnap this child. <laughs> Alan, I'm kind of loving this story, and maybe not in the way the author intended, but that was actually a legitimately funny line. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's pretty great. I quickened my pace, got to my car, and sped off. Why didn't I grab her? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I follow that also important voice in my head? That voice was there before. It told me to not go for that walk, and I ignored it. it, it that ended real fucking well. What? 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 Now something in my head told me another person will die in that ca- What? Finish it, Chief. We, we are not being given enough information. We certainly are Now aren't. something in my head told me another person will die in that cabin because I didn't follow my gut instincts. What the fuck is this? 
Is this going to be like, oh god, is this going to be like Sandman where it's like we get only snatches of information. This is like a weird dream. Like, what the hell? The girl's face, that slight composed look she had, it was the face people have when they lie about everything doing being okay. I deeply regretted my decision to leave her there later. Danny's Bar is one of those places that still exists solely because it's the only place within 30 or so miles to get a drink. Those people, the ones who are doing God knows what in my cabin right now, they made me want to drink, to forget them as quickly as possible. I honestly can't explain it. They made me feel fear. Want to curl up? They made me feel fear. Want to curl up in a ball and scream? <laughs> this comma shit. This is so bizarre. It doesn't read well. This is utterly nuts. I was shaking in a. I was shaking in a way I've never never been before. I walked up to the bar, sat down. <sighs> like what up? I got a big cock. <laughs> Three whole people were there. Busy night, I thought. Why did I let them stay at my cabin? I could they, have come up with a good lie. Yeah. Rat infestation, sewer pipes exploded. Something, anything to make them leave. No. I just let them in. Vampires! Vampires. Uh, let them have a full run of the house. I guess the need to get away from them as quickly as possible took precedence. Uh, I ordered a shot of Old Crow. The bartender, Dan, presumably... What? God damn it. The bartender, comma, Dan, comma, presumably, comma, poured the drink and pushed the shot towards me. He didn't even look in my general direction. So my fiance is sitting close to me, and I want to ask her a question real quick. Hey, Kayla, are you, are you hearing this nonsense? No. Oh, good. Okay, you'll hear it later. Yep. <laughs> Kayla, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and what was the deal with that girl? Everyone else who brought a small kid to the cabin would introduce me to them, promise me that their child isn't at all like the other kids sam and martha just left her in the back seat like she was luggage i can't believe how close i was to busting a window out comma <laughs> there does not need to be a comma there no i can't believe how close i was to busting a window out and taking her with me this person really liked commas i drank the shot down in a quick gulp grimaced at the strength it tasted horrible i ordered another <laughs> Ooh. I was sure that the kid I was sure that the kid wasn't theirs. Sam had black hair, Martha had brown. The girl was a blonde. I know my Punnett squares. <laughs> the girl was a blonde, and I very much doubt anyone would have given those creepy fuckers adoption rights. I mean, you can't just assume that. Those bad people were doing bad things in my cabin. I was never so certain of something in my life. The next shot went down easier. I can't remember how many more I had, which probably means I had too many. Somehow I managed to get home without a single incident that I could remember. I passed out the second my face hit the bed. I had a very vivid dream that night. The blonde-haired girl stared at me for the entirety of my sleep. Just sat and stared. It's the first time I've actually felt time pass normally as I slept. I couldn't move, so I watched her look at me with that composed, fearful face for ten hours straight. She tried to say something once, but it came out in a warbled mum mumble. Right before I woke up, I, I saw a shadow slowly appear on her. It was the shadow of a person standing behind me. It raised its hand. She breathed in real deep like she was going to scream. I woke up before that happened. My head was pounding. I was experiencing the general laze over a laze of... I was expensive. You can do this. You can do this. Get in there, champ. I was experiencing... 
the general malaise of a hangover, and my dream had freaked me out pretty bad. Laying back down was not an option. My bed had exploded. <laughs> I shambled towards the bathroom sink like a zombie, splashed water in my face, looked up at the mirror, screamed, and fell back into my bathtub. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I just realized, you know, before we get to the next reveal, I just want to say, how weird would that be if you were uh, experiencing your entire sleep in real time and you were just staring at a girl for 10 hours? That would be weird. That would be really weird. So, yeah. My eyes look just like Martha's. Dead. Two minutes away from having my eyelids stitched over them. I sat in the bath... What? Okay, two minutes away from having my eyelids stitched over them. I sat in the bathtub with all the clothes I had on since yesterday for nearly an hour. I finally gathered the courage to stand up to face my reflection. My eyes were normal, alive. I laughed it off. It was in a half-awake state. I was in a half-awake state. It was all in my mind. I washed myself and felt 200 times better. (laughs) I went into the kitchen, comma, started making breakfast. I'm fucking just letting that one go. Yeah, yeah. The fog left my brain, and I started thinking again. Those people that are in my cabin left such a terrible, spooky impression on me that I sat in my bathtub for the better part of an hour because I thought a part of my body resembled one of theirs. There was no way that they were normal, and my brain kept cycling through the same spiel over and over again. I finally broke down and called the police. I called the station located 20 minutes away from my cabin. I was going to lie at first, tell them that I think they might have loads of drugs or something. <laughs> I decided on being frank. You then said... I decided on being Larry. I decided, I told on, I decided on, on the being... other end. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I told the woman on the other end that the people in my cabin made me very uneasy. That They had a kid that was more than likely not theirs. I decided on being frank. How's it going, dude? How's it going, dude? How's it going, dude? I don't think those people in the cabin are straight edge. I'm going to fuck their shit up. (laughs) (sighs) What do you think they're doing? The woman sounded slightly annoyed. I imagine she had to stop washing her soaps to deal with me. (laughs) What? Okay. Yeah. Down at the precinct where they're all watching their soap operas. (laughs) Police procedural soap operas? Yes. Okay. I don't know. But I just think they're doing something bad. I just can't shake this feeling. Okay, we'll have someone look into it. What's your name? I had already told him my name earlier. Mark Gray. Huh. Okay, we'll see what we can do. She hung up. My mind was a little more relaxed. If they really do, 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 do. If they really were doing something, I'll be notified and the cops will deal with them. If I don't get a call, then I was being extremely paranoid for nothing. Or it meant that they didn't send anyone to check out the cabin. I went to work the next day, sold loads of furniture. <laughs> I, I work at a grocery store, but for some reason sold loads of furniture. <laughs> it was the best week I had all year. My phone rang once. It was a friendly robot wanting to help me get rid of my credit card debt. As the week went on, I stopped thinking about Sam and Martha. I was going to make, up the, make the trip up to the cabin on Saturday to clean it. I had another group coming up on Sunday. On Friday night, I had another one of those vivid dreams where all I could, f- or I could feel time pass. Man, those are shitty. I could move my ha- head around this time, but nothing else. I couldn't even close my eyes. All I saw for a long time was darkness. After a while, I started to hear a low murmur, and something darker than the darkness came out of the black void. It moved closer and closer until all I saw was the dark figure standing before me. It opened its eyes. So I, so I cast magic missile on the darkness. <laughs> 
I'm getting drunk. Are there any girls there? No, there's, you're not even here. Roll is there any girls there? I wanted... Yeah, you're drunk. <laughs> All right, I'm drunk. Are there any girls there? This I'm not going to keep this bit going. Yeah, we've just... <laughs> um, the figure... Okay. Uh, uh, it... Bleh, lost my place it opened its eyes they were long dead the right one was slightly oozing some kind of liquid i couldn't scream the only sound i could hear was the murmuring the whispers of a language i've never heard before the black thing stared at me for a good hour before it decided to move away when it did i saw two more figures in the black void one had the same dead eyes it just stared at me the other one was shorter the size of a child it didn't have eyes I saw two bloody holes where its eyes were supposed to be. Blood slowly dripping. Drip, drip. drip. Spooky, spooky. Blood slowly dripped from the small black apparition's eye sockets. The figure with the oozy right eye walked over to the two and stood beside them. The blackness slowly started to seep away. My surroundings slowly became the cabin. The things with the eyes became Sam and Martha. They were horribly disfigured. I tried to not look at them. The small figure turned into the little girl. Her clothes were covered in blood, as were the tips of her hair. Her eyes were gone and still leaking dark red blood. She looked at me with contempt on her face. How can you see without eyes? How can you walk around without a brain? Some questions can never be answered. I woke up screaming. It takes me about two hours to get to the cabin. Sam and Martha are supposed to be gone by three. I waited until four to leave. I wanted to make damn sure that I never saw them again. In the back of my mind, I wished for some kind of car trouble on the way up there. Something bad enough that would stop me from being able to use the cabin for a few days. Unfortunately, my car is an unbreakable warhorse. <laughs> I got up to the cabin at 6.07pm. As I approached the structure, I saw that Sam and Martha's car was still in the driveway. Fuck! <laughs> I slammed my hand in the car door. No, I slammed my hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> Those creepy fuckers were in the cabin for way past their allotted time. That's I what parked I'm mad my about. Car, sat, sat for a minute to compose myself. <sighs> I parked my car, comp, sat for a minute to compose myself. That's really fucking weird, and it keeps happening. This is uh, this is the author's uh, tick. Maybe they were having so much fun. Yeah, I see it too. Maybe they were having so much fun, comma, they lost track of time. Or maybe they were doing bad things, comma, and didn't care about the fucking time limit. I grabbed my cell phone, <laughs> comma, made sure it was on. Any sign of anything bad, <laughs> comma, and I'm calling the cops. <laughs> I stepped out of my car. It was a beautiful day. Summer was on the verge of dying, comma, the cool breeze of fall lazily blew at me. I approached the front door of the cabin. How much more of this is left? I'm hoping not much. Eh, here's a bit. A lot of these paragraphs are short, though, so... Jesus. There's kind of a lot. Yeah, how do we even... How do we... How do I... How do I... <sighs> do we... Should we just stop? This is already bizarre enough, but I think... We, no, we should no, press let's, on. Let's go. Let's keep going. We we're we're committed. We're, we're we can commit. We can commit. We can do this. We're we're champions. Is it? I think it's. Is it? It's you. All the blinds were down. Yes. All the blinds were down. 
I couldn't look into the cabin at all. The door was also locked. I stuck my key into the lock. Hit something gummy. They had put duct tape over the keyhole. I angrily tore the tape off, and some of the paint on the door went with it. Oh, they're going to pay for that. I unlocked the door and tried to open it. Yeah. Huh. I unlocked the door and tried to open it. They had sealed the door with something. I pushed and pushed until I heard a loud crack. The door swung open, and I almost fell to the floor. The place looked like a tomb. It was completely dark. The only light came from where I busted open the door. I flipped the light switch beside the door. Nothing. They must have flipped the breaker. I was more mad than scared at this point. I ran to my car and got the strong LED flashlight I carry with me. I stepped inside. A strict, uh, a sickeningly strong smell hit me. A sickeningly strong smell in the comfy, cozy Carolina cat. Carolina swamp juice. <laughs> By the finger. It smelled like the antiseptic scrub they use at hospitals. The cabin was also cold. They must have turned the air conditioning down as low as it could go. It was silent, too. Mm. It was silent, comma, too, comma, dead silent. The curse of Mary Shaw. Something in my brain, something in my brain told me to run. Told me to run and never come back. This was my cabin. Mine. I wasn't going to let a little bit of darkness scare me away. Besides... I wanted to make sure those creepy fuckers paid for every cent of damage they've done. Well, the very least, stuff is happening now in this yeah. weird, weird, weird story. I shine my light on the on the door. The broken and split wood nailed to it was once a piece of particle was once a piece of particle board. They nailed particle boards to all the windows as well. <laughs> Where'd they get them? Were they in the car? I'm still th- I'm st- I'm still thinking vampires. Yeah, I walked into the kitchen. They hadn't touched a thing. The note I left in the sink, telling them to please make sure they shut the water off completely, was still there. Not a single dish had been touched. I shined my light to the magazines. They were just as I had left them. Because no one reads magazines anymore. Yeah, this is a sad that, that's truth. not as suspicious as you think it is, guy. No. <laughs> Aside, no one wants to read your old, your, your like, uh, 10-year-old issues of highlights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, aside from all the windows being boarded up, it was like they never stayed here. I turned around to open the fridge to see if they ate anything. Suddenly a chill started to run up my spine. It didn't stop. Comma. The chill kept going up and down. My stomach felt like it was going to explode. Everything went dark. My flashlight went out. I heard a loud slam and became dizzy. The slam turned into a loud buzz that wouldn't stop. I saw eyes. The same dead eyes that stared at me for so long in my dream. I panicked and ran to where I thought the door was. I hit my knee on the end table, fell to the floor. I gasped in pain, stifled my scream for no real reason. I laid on the floor, grasping my knee, comma. My hands felt wet from touching it. I didn't realize that, that what that meant. Didn't know who I was or where, what I was doing here. My mind was nothing but the buzzing noise. I can't remember how long this went on for. The buzzing subsided. My flashlight came back on. The beams seemed to not go as far as it once did, as if it got darker. The temperature had dropped. I could see my breath. My mind became clear again. I looked at my knee. It was bleeding pretty badly. Fuck this. I'm coming <laughs> back with an army. I carefully stood up, turned around to open the door. It wasn't there. The door wasn't fucking there. I knew it was standing right where the door was supposed to be, but it was just wood. There was a b- b- black seam that looked like a burn mark around the wood. The mark was the same size as the door that was once there. I wrapped my knuckles on the wood. It was solid. 
I gave a quick survey of the living room. So, living room, how long have you been a living room? <laughs> Are you truly a living room? Hmm, the walls breathe, okay. All the windows were gone, too. They were replaced with a burnt-on black seam to indicate that where they once were. So, when did we step into the fucking Black Lodge? Yeah, for, right? Mm -hmm. I panicked. What the fuck did they do here? Am I even in my cabin anymore? It looked like my cabin, aside from all the exits being sealed. I calmed myself down, comma, had to think one step at a time. My leg wasn't going to kill me, but I had to put a bandage on it. I kept, I keep a first aid kit in the bathroom. I'll fix my leg first, and then I'll try, and then try to weigh my options on how to get out of here. It's, uh, it switched perspectives there for a second. That was odd. I breathe, or yeah. uh, tenses. Yeah. Yeah. I breathed slowly, trying to think of the positives of the situation. The grief counseling I took after she died was finally useful for something. Okay, we're getting more hints of the bigger thing. I turned around and saw what actually cut my leg on. What I actually cut my leg on. The stairs leading to the upper floor were now metal. Oh, boy. Were now metal. Hmm. Thousands of spikes jutted from them. <laughs> it's, it's, they just, were bun it's a Super Mario level. Yeah. There was a fella in a cloud throwing spiky little... <laughs> <laughs> I needed Yoshi to mount these stairs, but I couldn't find him anywhere. They were bundled in some places on the steps like rose vines. One of the tips shimmered with my blood. There was no way you could go up those stairs without getting horribly injured. I started to freak out again. This wasn't my cabin. Those creepy fuckers did some kind of creepy thing and took me to a creepy place. Creepy, creepy, creepy! Oh my god. Leg. I wish that was just all it said. Leg. <laughs> Leg. <laughs> I have <Man>. to... <laughs> Leg. Fuck. Ed. I have to fix my leg. Think about the terrifying staircase later. All I need to do now is fix my leg. I carefully moved around the spikes and limped to the bathroom. To get to the bathroom, you have to walk through the... To get I... to the bathroom, comma, you have to walk through the kitchen, comma, and go down a short hallway. Uh... I walked down that short hallway for at least half an hour. It just kept going. I don't know how to describe it. I saw the door, and it just continued to stretch farther away. <coughs> I don't know why I kept walking either. It was like I was stuck on a loop. It really, this really is a Super Mario level. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, right when you step into the bathroom, the first thing you see is a mirror. My reflection had no... Wait, how did he get, even get into the bathroom? My reflection had no eyes. Its mouth was open, and all I could see was red. I slammed my eyes shut and turned my head away. I looked back at it. It was normal. I gave a wan smile to my reflection. It did the same. I sighed with relief. I thought they didn't... This person... I thought Mark didn't make it to the bathroom because... This is... This, this is, is a creepypasta story. This is a... Certainly a creepypasta story and it's probably suggested reading because it is the, a very quintessential example of a creepypasta story. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. No eyes, spooky... The medicine cabinet popped open with a happy click. <laughs> what a fucking weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing in the cabinet. Literally nothing. Void? I shined my light into the black void. Oh, okay. And the light was swallowed up. There was no indication of an end. I grabbed a toothbrush holder from the counter. It wasn't the same one I bought. Ooh, it's a different toothbrush holder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no! Uh, it's. I just realized this guy is. This guy shouldn't be freaking out. He's just lost in Meow Wolf. <laughs> it turns out I was in the wrong cabin. <laughs> my mistake. I got in my car, drove to the other cabin on a rock in the middle of a nowhere, North Carolina. The toothbrush holder that I bought was porcelain, and had an image of a bear painted on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a moment where, much like I referenced earlier, Guyver Streep would pop into my head and went, porcelain. <laughs> this one was made out of wood and had swirly designs etched into it. <laughs> I tossed it into the void. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, toothbrush holder. It never made an impact noise. I slammed the cabinet shut. This was too much for me. <laughs> Metal stairs is one thing. Different toothbrush holder (laughs) (laughs) now you've gone too far haunted cabin (laughs) (laughs) this chamber has no windows no doors and a different toothbrush holder (laughs) I turned the faucet on to splash some water in my face the liquid that came out of the spigot looked like coffee and smelled like antiseptic scrub I sighed (laughs) (laughs) terribly inconvenienced by the haunting and <laughs> shut the faucet up. I hobbled back to the hallway. My hands were This bur- fucking story. This fucking story. My hand this you know what this reminds me of? A slightly more competent um Arizona. Yeah. But still just as baffling. Oh man. My hands were burning from the cold. It became obvious to me that I would freeze to death long before I bled out. There was some there were some winter clothing at the bottom of the of a, the blanket chest in the bedroom. It was on the other side of the hallway. I got there with no problems. I walked towards the blanket chest. There was a piece of paper taped to the wall above it, written in quick, panicked letters. It said, "Do not remove." There was another piece of paper lying beside the chest. I picked it up. A police hat badge and one bullet shell was lying under the note. I've been here for days. I don't know how long exactly. My watch stopped working. I tried to dig through the wall to get out. They didn't like that. I saw something on the other side that made me not want to live anymore. Please don't look outside. You will regret it. I'm sorry, Sarah, but I have to do this. Tell Brad he can have my truck. Terry Ames. So they... Fires and kills him. (laughs) 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 So they did send an officer to check the place out. I felt sick. I tried not to think about it. I lifted the blanket chest. Some of the stuff had changed, like the toothbrush holder, but most of it was still the same. He's still on that fucking toothbrush holder. I can't get over the sheer horror of that toothbrush holder. Hey, you know what? This is all a prequel to a a holder story, the holder of toothbrushes. Yes. Um, (sighs) I, I, I lifted the blanket. Oh, yeah. I killed that man. I sent him here. I tried to put it out of my mind. Tell you, the image for this episode when it goes up on YouTube better be a toothbrush holder. It's going to be a goddamn toothbrush holder, I promise. But it's going to be a really scary looking toothbrush holder. Like the scariest one I could find. When I, oh my God. I dug through the blankets and grabbed up all the winter gear I could. One sweater was now composed of something that felt like paper. It tore when I picked it up. I bandaged my leg with a scarf. It wasn't the best thing to do, but it will work for now. (laughs) 
I started crying. I sent a man to his demise because of my paranoia, comma, my selfish fucking paranoia. Why did I do it? Why? Because you didn't expect that a fucking haunted house extra dimensional space? I composed myself, comma, pushed some of the thoughts out of my mind. I got myself all bundled up in the winter clothes. I felt warmer already. Uncharacteristic exclamation point. Where's his body? Someone took his body and gun, but left the note. My sorrow was quickly replaced with fear. I heard a light tap. Sounded like a piece of paper fell off a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I very swiftly recognized sounds. <laughs> when you got nothing else to work with. I heard a hateful, angry grunt and felt uh, like what? I was being watched. <laughs> The tool man had sealed me in. I ran out of the room and slammed the door shut. <laughs> I never, never looked back. My brain told me to keep my eyes ahead. If anything, my, today has taught me to listen to what my brain has to say. Your brain should have told you to kidnap that child. Your brain should have listened. Your brain listened. You should have listened to your brain. Kidnap a child. Great idea. I sat down in a chair in the kitchen, pulled out my phone. I should have done this a long time ago. My phone told me I had five bars, a full single signal. I dialed 911. What was I going to tell them? My cabin has turned into a fucking haunted house? I was going to say I was being held hostage, and I was never more scared in my entire life, neither of which were lies. I was also going to tell them the people holding me hostage killed a cop. They would probably send more than one officer if I told them that. I hit the send button. Before the second ring, someone picked up on the other end. I couldn't hear anything at first. Hello? Hello. Uh, <laughs> then I started to hear. Oh. <laughs> then I started to hear murmuring. It was really low at first, but got progressively louder. Come on, pretty mama, let me whisper in your ear. But I got. Uh, I listened I, for a moment. I'm sorry, all my all my brain could imagine was a police officer picking up and him like going through. I've been kidnapped. There's a dead officer on the scene. Uh, my toothbrush holder has been replaced with a different toothbrush <laughs> holder and they're like we're sending the fucking national guard <laughs> <laughs> look i've got the president on the line we're getting we'll, we'll be all right this is a national emergency <laughs> uh uh i don't know it was incomprehensible angry sounding whispers in a language i've only heard once before there were occasional shouts they sound like angry sobs I started to feel dizzy again. Felt like I was going to pass out. Then the voice stopped whispering and started talking. Its voice was no longer in the phone. It was right behind me. I felt warm air on, the, on my neck as I spoke. I jumped out of the chair and pushed the end button as hard as I could. Yes, and then broke my touch screen because pressing the button harder doesn't end the, doesn't end the call any differently. I slowly turned around. Made my flashlight point towards the sink. The light gleamed off the faucet handle and nothing else. I breathed a sigh of relief. I knew for a fact there was something behind me. Ooh, sorry. You right? Yeah, I had to adjust. Okay, fair. My neck had condensation on it from the thing's breath. The fact of the matter is, though, it wasn't there anymore. A ten another tense shift, though. It isn't there anymore. It's weird. My phone lit a happy little jingle and vibrated, and I got I got a text message and a picture attached to it. I tore the battery out of my phone and put it in my pocket. 
I wasn't about to invite whatever it was on the other side of the phone over again. It might stay. Uh, sure, that's logic. Sure, okay. That's yeah. Um, logic, logic. I walked all around the middle floor looking for a way out. My flashlight went over every surface. The material of some things changed. The TV was now composed of some green spongy crap. The remote control looked the same, but weighed a ton. I couldn't lift it. The magazines dissolved when touched. The salt shaker was the same, but the salt had turned into a single purplish crystal. What the fuck is happening? I don't... Man. When did he stumble into, like, a fucking Jim Henson fantasy film? What about the toothbrush holder, though? What about the toothbrush holder? Doesn't he care? (laughs) The most notable change was the stairs. They had become an impassable mess of sharp metal thorns. We know. We knew that. There was no way I could go up them. You already told us that. I... The door that leads to the bottom floor was still there. I thought you were on the bottom floor. I opened it. A cold blast of air hit me. The stairs leading down to the landing were gone. They were replaced with the same black void that was in the medicine cabinet. I could still see the landing and the stairs leading from the landing. I walked over to the kitchen counter, grabbed an apple. It was now made of metal and weighed about 10 pounds. Someone's replacing all my fruit with metal fruit. What the shit? I used to play bass for 10 pound metal apple. (laughs) Did you play a 10 pound bass for it? Yeah. Cool. It's actually a very, very light bass. Ah, right. I dropped it into the void. The apple was absorbed by the darkness. I never heard it hit bottom. I heard something hit bottom. This story. Yo, that's cold. But it it did. Now we're just trying to pull it up from the floor. But it's like a. Uh, it's like this a, is this is can, this is, yeah. It's a creepy pasta story. It's, all right. It's, it's certainly a creepy pasta story. Oh, metal apple. I had no options. I was stuck. I sat down beside the door. They had me trapped like a rat in a cage. Despite all my rage. <laughs> I am still just a rat in a cage. I had checked every inch of the cabin that I could get to. There was no way out. I searched the walls and stairwell with my flashlight. What I saw uh, gleamed like a be- like a beacon in my flashlight's ray. A sliver of hope, a, a sliver of hope attached to the wall. The stairs were gone, but the banister was still there. So now it's changing. Oh wait! Oh, they're saying that the, there's a ba- the stairs, the banister leads down into the void and the landing. Is that what he's? I'm so confused. Yeah. So basically, there's no stairs, but the banister still leads to the landing. Right. But the stairs fall into a so, void where the stairs would have been. So basically, and my next paragraph can, my next paragraph confirms what I'm thinking he's about to do. Climbing down that banister was dangerous. Oh, no. But it was the only option I had left. And in my desperation, it sounded like a good idea. I put the flashlight in my mouth, comma, gave the banister a a strong tug. It was securely fastened to the wall. I put my feet over the side of the pit. I put the flashlight in my mouth and gave the banister a strong tug. Or then gave the banister a strong tug. You can't just use a comma instead of (laughs) and or then. You can sometimes, but not in these cases. Not in any of these cases. Uh, I put my feet over the side of the pit. 
This is the craziest, most desperate thing I've ever done. I checked my gloves to make sure they were secure, grabbed the banister with both hands, and pushed myself off the floor. See, that's, that's fine. That's how you do it, with an and following it. This hurts. It's pretty painful. Yeah. I slowly made my way down. The angle made it difficult to stay balanced. My feet pushed against wall until I got about midway down. My arms were, my palms were sweaty, (laughs) knees weak, arms were heavy. Sorry, my arms were burning. (laughs) I never shimmied across anything before, so I was in quite a bit of pain. I used to play bass for painful shimmies. (laughs) You have such a prolific career as a bassist. Like, I'm surprised you don't put that on your portfolio more often, Alan. I know, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so can you do the, uh, can you do the, the baseline from, uh, uh, Sunshine of Your Love right now? Uh, without a bass? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, right after I got to the middle, something started pulling on my feet. I almost lost my grip in the first time, the first time it happened. I quickened my pace, started charging down the wall. It would tug occasionally. It almost pulled me down one time. The thought of spending the last moments of my life in that dark void drove me forward. It got to a point where I could f- put my feet on the landing. I kicked and shook my feet free from whatever was holding me and threw them towards the landing. I quickly moved my arms down the last bit of the banister, crawling with my feet on the same time. I made it. I was so happy to be alive. I sat in the corner of the landing for a good while. The things I would have done for a drink of water. Yeah, me too, honestly. My arms still felt like noodles, arm spaghetti. But I felt good enough. So I ate my arm noodles. <laughs> but I felt good enough to start exploring the bottom floor. I walked down the few steps leading to the entertainment room. The first thing I noticed was light. Two candles dimly flickered on the coffee table. I turned my light towards it. I instantly. Uh, uh... Sorry. Um, I instantly regretted my decision <laughs> to come down here. Between the candlesticks lay a pair of eyeballs. Fuck. Ah. I kind of uh, dislike this story. (laughs) I generally disdain this story personally. I don't hate it. I don't loathe it. I don't want to eviscerate it like I have other stories that have frustrated me to no end. But this is just, it's just a a creepypasta. We said it before. Yeah. I'll say it again. This sure is a creepypasta. They had all kinds of muscles and cords on them. Let's Sorry, just... my, my brain read ahead a little, and man. Uh-oh. I was so fixated on the eyes that I didn't notice the horror that lay behind them. I approached the eyes, heard a gasp for air. I shined a flashlight behind the eyeballs. I almost fell over in shock. Wham. It was the little girl I saw in the car. She was hanging behind the candles. Her hands and feet were cut off. Her stumps were suspended to the ceiling and floor with large metal hooks and chains. Her eyes were gone. I assumed the ones lying between the candles were hers. She had a perfectly straight slice from her neck all the way down her body. There was blood all around her. The girl's chest moved in and out. She was still alive. Uh... Let's just let's just try and get this done as fast as possible now. How about that? Let's agree to that. Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
go. Well, now I just read the last me. one. My brain was fried. At, my brain was fried at the sight of this. This couldn't be real. My brain was fried because of this story. This is definitely real. The girl let out a long gasp of air, craned her neck towards me in an uncomfortable way. I let out a yelp. Eh! Help me. She sounded weak. Fucking weak. I left. I didn't know what to do. I stood there dumbfounded. Don't don't let them come through again. It hurts so bad. I'm going to get help. What's your name? Sandy. All right, Sandy. I'm going to get help, and we'll get you out of here, okay? I was on the verge of tears. She sounded so done. <laughs> like us. You can't help me. There's no help for anyone here. The tone of her voice changed. What do? <laughs> what do? <laughs> what do? Send help. There's no fucking help for you or me. Cindy's voice was now an angry roar. Something in her changed, as if she'd become possessed. Why didn't you get me out of the car when there was a chance for help? I was shocked. How did you know about... How did you know I thought about... Cindy cut me off again. You can't save anyone, can you, Mark? First Penelope, now me. How much you want to bet this is all in this dude's head? At this point? I don't... Man, I don't know. How the fuck do you know about Penny? I know quite a bit, Mark. I know what was, what will be, and what could have been. Oh, this I know quite... Stupid. This is... It's... This is weapons-grade stupid. <laughs> it's... I didn't think it was that start. It was like this to begin with, but it's getting worse. Uh... Oh, by the way, we... the author of this story is, I think, anonymous. I'm going to scroll to the bottom real quick. Original author unknown. Okay, so I don't feel as bad going. This story is, is indeed weapons-grade stupid. This story is fucking garbage. Uh, where was I? I'm sorry. The conversation is going on. Stuff is happening. I know what was, what will be, and what could have been. Cindy began to tell what me... what I just read. Cindy began to tell me my embarrassing secrets one by one. She even named a few I forgot. I started yelling at the girl. <laughs> Stop this. Stop this now. Right now. And then they pulled your pants down in gym class. And everyone called you teeny peeny. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a picture like Chunk's monologue from uh, the Goonies? Where he's just like, in fifth grade, I pushed my sister Amy down the stairs and I blamed <laughs> it on the dog. Uh, the disfigured girl went quiet for a beat. No, <laughs> I want to punish you, Mark. I want to make you feel just a tiny amount of the pain I'm suffering. She still has a child's voice. So it was quite disturbing to hearing this from her. No, she has my voice. This is what I've decided. Yeah. I know how my life would have been if you pulled me out of that car. I would have married a man named Arthur Levant when I was 26, <laughs> and we would have been very happy together. <laughs> her eyeless socket stared at me intently. Now because of you, I'll never talk Johnny Hicks out of driving drunk when I'm 20. He's going to kill a family of four. What the fuck is happening? This is so bad. What it keeps is getting happening? worse. This is so bad. Oh my god. I'm sad that I'm ne uh, we'll never know who Arthur Levant is cuz that's a pretty kick-ass name. It sounds very svelte. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't know. My brain told me to kidnap a child and it doesn't seem like a good idea to kidnap a child. That's not in the story. That's just me ad-libbing. I'm going to show you, Mark. She continued on as if I didn't say anything. 
Gonna, <laughs> gonna, gonna show you real good. <laughs> I'm gonna show you, Mark. I'm gonna be your dad. That's that's not me ad-libbing, everybody. The actual line here is, I'm gonna show you, Mark. Gonna show you real good. <laughs> what is happening? My, belt, my brain felt strangely empty, like mine, too. I couldn't think or speak. My vision went black. I was back in the cabin. It was 2005. I knew this somehow. Penelope was standing on the very top rung of the ladder. She was painting the top of the wall. I was stressed. This little project of hers put us eyeball deep in debt. She looked down at me. Her eyes were beautiful. Everything about Penny was perfect. Why couldn't I see that before? Oh, don't worry about it, Mark. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought the same thing too. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it, Mark. Don't worry about it, Mark. We'll make all the money back and more. Her voice was so soft, so inviting. Yeah, just like Tommy was so. I heard myself speak. Look, Penny. <laughs> Look, Denny. We didn't have money in our budget for pay. Where's the money, Denny? Where's the fucking money, Denny? <laughs> I heard myself speak. Look, Penny. We didn't have money in our budget for paint this week. You could have waited until next week to do this. No, the faster we get this done, the faster we can get people to stay here. It's all going to work out, Mark. Grab a brush. We can go We can go $12 over budget. It doesn't matter. You know, the commas now make sense. This story was written by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Yes. I could, now, I could tell now that Penny was stressed as well, but she held it much better than me. I stood there watching her paint. Her dad dealt with houses all his life. She had to have known something about making money with one. I didn't think of that then, though. I was mad over the 12 bucks she spent without telling me. I then said the five words I've regretted saying the most in my life. You're tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> you are tearing me... Oh, yeah, you're tearing me apart. Yes, you're that's perfect. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Let's not even say I, what the actual line is. It's Damn. I'm going for a walk. I'm sorry. Damn it. Damn it, Alan. Damn it. Fuck. Fuck. Damn it. The walk was nice. The sky was pure blue. A perfect spring day. It helped, clear, it helped me clear my head. When I came back, I, found, I would find Penny on the ground, blood all around her head. She fell off the ladder, cracked her skull on the floor, and bled out. I would call an ambulance. She would be pronounced dead on the scene. Life would never be good for me again. I finished the renovations on the cabin. I felt it was what Penny would have wanted. People started coming in, word of mouth spread, and now I have to turn people away because the cabin is so booked up. She was right. It worked out. I hate having to come out to this cabin. It hurts every time I enter it. There we go. That's what this all is. It's a fucking guilt trip. Yep. Mm -hmm. Instead, in this little world Cindy is showing me, in this little plane of existence, I walk to the door and stop. I turn around and say, I don't really feel like walking. <coughs> Then, uh, then come, uh, then come over here and paint. We still got a lot to do. So I did. I dunked a brush into the white paint, started to carefully coat the wall. The ladder Penny was on began to topple. I dropped the brush and grabbed the ladder before it fell. <laughs> Holy shit, that could have taken a mean fall there. She sounded excited. <laughs> I would have had to use the paint scraper to clean your brains off the floor. She laughed. I did too. Oh my god, what the fuck? 
the cabin would become a hit, even more than it is now. I guess some people put more trust in a married couple. I saw myself turning down a couple from the small town of Alfred, Florida. I told the Andersons that we were still, we were just too booked up, and we were sorry for not being able to squeeze them into the very specific time frame they wanted. We had two beautiful children, Harry and Andrea Gray. Harry would make a modest living as an audio mecha- auto mechanic, and Andrea would become one of the best real estate agents in the South. She could have sold an igloo to- on the beach. I and Penny retired the cabin when we got too when it got too much for our aging bones to care for. We began to live in it permanently. Penelope was beautiful even in old age. I would die before her sometime from some type of illness. The last thing would I, ha- I would have seen was my wife, my children, and my grandchildren. Reality came rushing back to me. I didn't want it to. I was speechless, racked with depression. I would never change those things, all because of an argument over $12. Remember, $12 is important, but not that important. Uh, you... You didn't save her. You didn't save her. Cindy immediately began taunting me. So is there, what's the, what is happening? This is my, my catchphrase this episode is what is happening? Why is this important? Dude. Is is it, it's trying to make a point. Is it? Or is it just a creepypasta? It's kind of just a creepypasta right now. Okay. Let's just, we're so close. We're so close. It's. It's trying to make a point, but it's treading territory that's been done before and been done better. Right. I still don't know what my point is trying to make. Over, like, the death of his wife. I just, like... But it's... Yeah. You didn't... You... It's... Look, accidents fucking happen. I don't know. I, this has got to be all in his head. I don't know. Uh, let's just... Where are we? Uh, I'm after, we're after you didn't save her, you didn't save oh. her. I moved my light to the mantel. There was an old cast iron fire poker sitting on it. There wasn't even a fireplace down here, but it made a nice decoration. <clears throat> I picked <laughs> it up. <laughs> like the like the like the toothbrush holder. Yeah. I picked it up. It felt like it was made out of some kind of wood now and walked over to the girl. Oh shit. I'm just a child. Her voice became frail again. You wouldn't get a child, Mark. <laughs> You're not a child. You're a monster. I lifted the poker up. I was going to kill her for showing me what my life could have been like. Uh, Cindy began screaming. There was a painful, terrified howl. I heard a terrible ripping noise. The split going down her body began to open up. The now massive hole in her body began to glow a dark purple color. The entire room lit up. I shielded my eyes and stepped back from the brightness, saw two emaciated figures walk out of the purple light. Sam and Martha's bodies were much paler than before. They were white as mimes. Their lips couldn't close completely, so they had a constant grimace. Sam was smiling. His mouth went from ear to ear. They seemed to have an extra knuckle on each finger. Ah! Sam had a bifurcated penis. (laughs) Why are we talking about all this? It doesn't matter now what happens. Sam walked towards me, his claw-like hands out stretched i swung my poker at him sam let out a screech martha seemed to respond to it her eyes were small like a bird she dove at me her this is so stupid she dove at me her nails tore through my pants and dug into my skin i whacked her on the (laughs) i whacked her on the head with the poker (laughs) (laughs) she didn't like sorry sorry oh my god she didn't let go 
didn't react to getting hit. I turned my head around to see Sam knock me square in the face with his long hand. I dropped my flashlight but kept a tight grip on the poker. I fell to the ground. Martha issued a series of hisses and clicks. Sam replied in the same manner. Sam grabbed me by my jacket. Martha grabbed me by my legs. They began to carry me towards the light. Don't go into the light! Something in my brain went nuts. I did not want to go to whatever hell they were taking me. They didn't seem to notice that I still had the poker with me. (laughs) Or they didn't care. I swung the poker at Sam, smacked him right in the face. He didn't even flinch. I had no options. They were going to drive me to that place, and there wasn't a damn thing I could do about it. I saw it. The sign. When I opened opened up up my eyes, eyes, I saw the sign. No one's going to drag you up, drag you into the light where you belong. The light where you belong. Saw it rapidly moving in the purple glow. Cindy's heart was still inside her. It was beating real fast. Those stupid fuckers didn't realize the predicament they put themselves (laughs) in. Sam was halfway into the light, and I was at the edge of it. I swung the poker at Cindy's heart as hard as I could. The organ exploded. The piano (laughs) remained unaffected. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you let um, uh, Crazy Harry and Animal jam together. (laughs) I heard several inhuman screams. Everything went dark. The world felt like it was melting. My head got dizzy. And I forgot who I was for a brief moment. That's a relief. I woke up. It was dark. I crawled around on my hands and knees until I found my flashlight. I turned it on and looked around the area. Cindy hung limply on the chains. Her body was pretty rotten. It smelled terrible. Lying beside her was the top half of Sam. The other half of his body must have stayed in that place. In the corner of the room, the pale, beady-eyed Martha sat. She was breathing heavily and quaking. It was as if she was suffocating. I watched the creature slump over and stop moving. I poked her body, comma, she was dead. Story over, right? Uh, No, apparently not. Nope. I needed to get away from this smell. I moved my flashlight around, noticed that the windows and doors existed again. They were just sealed up with particle board. I excitedly walked to the staircase where the void was. It was gone. Stairs filled the void. I ran at them as fast as I could and opened the door. There was light. There's a small amount, though. It was coming from the front door. I smashed open earlier. I ran outside. I was free. I never thought I would see the sun again. I dove into my car and chugged the bottle of water I had in the cup holder. The LED clock on the dashboard said it was 6.13 p.m. I laughed. Laughed like a madman. Laughed until I cried. It had been two months since I went to that place, since I had a good night's sleep. I finally stirred up the courage to go and clean the cabin. I thought it might be cathartic for me to rip away all the boards from the windows. It wasn't. I was in constant fear during my short stay at the cabin. I was scared that I would once again get swallowed into that dark, cold place that looked like the cabin. Scared that I would not be able to leave and would slowly freeze to death in a place I would never understand. When I got downstairs, I had to deal with the bodies. Wait. Oh my god, they were actually there? What? I put trash bags over my arms and dragged the bodies outside. Maggots had started to writhe in them, and Cindy's body was so rotten my fingers went right down to her bones. I threw up several times. Oh god. Worst of all, though, Martha was still alive in some capacity. Her small, beady eyes followed my every move. I tried to ignore it. I dug a deep hole in the flower bed and placed the bodies inside. 
I poured kerosene in the hole, making extra sure Martha was completely doused, and set the corpses on fire. I ran back inside. I couldn't watch them burn. Why is this still going? I don't know. This, this really is like Arizona. The next few days were spent cleaning the cabin. When I absolutely had to sleep, I went to my car. Once I was done, I sped off with no intention of ever returning. I haven't opened the cabin back up for business yet. I don't know if I ever will. Occasionally, I'll see shadows moving around my house and might glimpse a pale hand pressing one of the windows, pressing against one of the windows. When I'm in bed, there are times when I can feel them standing over me. I do not have the courage to open my eyes. What? What? I don't know what they want from me, but part of me wishes they would get it over with so I could stop living in total terror. I have a constant recurring nightmares now. Most of them, most of the time, I'll dream about an endless field of pale, dead-eyed people staring at me. Another common dream is of me stuck in a cold, dark room, screaming for help. My eyes are gone. The worst dream of them all, though, is the one that shows me the life I could have had with Penny. The life that Cindy let me know I missed. It always begins with me saving Penny from the ladder fall. Then it cuts to various moments <laughs> of our life that could have been real had I not gone on that walk. It cuts to... <sighs> yeah. I'll wake up and throw my arm over to Penny's side of the bed to hold her close, to tell her that I love her. Every single time, though, my arm... <laughs> <laughs> Every single time, though, Comma. my arm hits a stack of toothbrush holders. <laughs> Every single time, I sit up, realize it was all a dream, and start crying. Original Arthur unknown. Well, thank God. Ah, uh, what? No. What? N no. That is my review of this story. No. That's a good. That's a good review. I'm looking at the comments, and all the comments are wrong. They're just wrong, because none of that made any fucking sense. I don't. I mean, I get ambiguity in a horror story, but when you put in some concrete details and don't put in others, don't expect... I just... What? Alan? Alan, what? Why is this suggested reading? I don't know. It's not good. Uh, I'm going to give this for my freshest rating one... Uh, wooden toothbrush holder out of a porcelain toothbrush holder. I will give this a trying to be out of trying to be Silent Hill out of. I will give this a fuck this story out of a possible trying to be Silent Hill. There that works. Yeah, let's you know let's not talk about this any more than we have to. Let's we're I'm pu I'm putting a bullet in this one right now. Hey, Alan, what's uh what's up? What's new? Anything you want to share with the rest of the class? Uh, yeah, I'm playing Persona 5 for the first time. How's that going? Uh, I've never I've never played a Persona game, and I'm very, very, very much enjoying it. Fan. Uh, this is, Persona 5's been recommended to me for a while, and I'm finally getting around to playing it, and yeah, you're right, it's real good. Tastic. It's real, real good. I've actually never played a Persona game myself either, but I'll take your, I'll take your word for it, and probably gonna look into Persona 5. Do you need to know anything about the previous four personas? Uh, so far for me, no. That's good. Okay. S sweet. Um, hey, I want to say thanks to all of our patrons 
for supporting this stupid, stupid show that me and Alan and Kayla and various other crazy people in our little community are all involved in. Uh, I, I'm sorry. My, my, we start, you know what the problem was? We started, we started out being like, no, this is kind of enjoyable. And then it just got really stupid. And now my brain hurts. And now I just want this to be over. So, um, yeah, this, this was garbage. This, this was, was a garbage story. This was really, really bad. Um, I just, uh, uh, Hey, uh, if you want to, I got, I got news. Uh, we're, we're performing at Midsummer Scream again, but because most of the gang is coming to the wedding, uh, it's just going to be a different cast, different ensemble cast. But if you want to hear us do a live audio read performance and you happen to be in California, in Southern California, uh, we will be at the Long Beach Convention Center on uh, August 3rd from 6 to 7 o'clock in the Theater Macabre. Uh, we've got a little live performance going on based around the story and song from the Haunted Mansion, and uh, it should be cool. Did you, did you say the date? Uh, yeah, uh, August 3rd. I'm sorry, August 3rd. Saturday, August 3rd. Thank you, Kayla. Um, Kayla, what do you recommend from the, from the Kayla's, Kayla's recommendation corner? I don't have any recommendations. Stardew Valley. Okay. No. Aw. That's not for everybody. (laughs) Drink, drink, drink water. Drink water. Don't drink whatever I-Corps comes out of the sink. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. 